Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Manifesting Money Podcast. My name's Anita Aguilar. I am your host, as well as a money mindset coach, a manifesting expert, and so are you, and I'm going to show you how, and the CEO of a multi-million dollar company teaching manifestation. This podcast's purpose is to bring massive consciousness around the world of money manifestation, and we want to share our stories to truly help you understand that money is just energy. It's an unlimited resource that you can tap into at any given point in time. The way that you feel about money is how it shows up for you. So if you have the limiting belief that you have to work super hard for money, this podcast is for you. I'm going to be sharing the things that I've personally learned the hard way, but I'm also going to be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and stories of those who truly healed their relationships with money and have mastered attracting abundance. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Manifesting Money Podcast. I am super happy, grateful that you tuned in today. And uh, it's me and my special guest today, which is my ginger ale so a little sad but <laughs> not not that sad because i know everything happens for a reason but i had an original podcast that was going to drop yesterday and yeah let's just say that didn't happen so i'm happy to be back and i guess i'm doing another solo episode so again if you're new to the podcast welcome 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 we'd love to hear how you found us and we also just want to mention that you've attracted this this tribe and a lot of times we see in our community that some people, okay, a lot of people think that this is local crazy. You are so woo-woo if you think you can just sit there and manifest money. And we're here to not only tell you that this is not local crazy, that this is a new truth and this is a lot of our realities. And for those of you who are listening to this, you've attracted this from your thoughts, your actions. Again, we're all operating at the same frequency. So welcome. And if you're a long-term listener and you haven't left a review yet, please, please, please give us that star review or actually put the words in there. It helps us get this podcast out to as many people as possible. I do have a lot of announcements today, but I'm actually going to leave them towards the end of the podcast simply because it's going to give a lot more context, especially if you're actually here in New York City. I did make some bullet points and kind of a layout of how this podcast is going to go so that way, even if you don't live in New York City, you know that you can still get a lot out of this and, you know, just kind of get some more context of what I'll be going over today. And I also like to ramble, so <laughs> yeah. So main thing I'm going to be talking about on this podcast today is why I moved here. I'm also going to be talking a lot about the logistics of moving. <laughs> you guys know I'm woo-woo, but I also love showing you the analytical side, um, figuring things out as I go, and just really understanding how people operate differently, especially when it comes to a big move like that. Another thing I'll be talking about is looking for an apartment, looking for a safe space. Um, I have a lot of logistics, again, or podcasts that's specifically about manifesting a home, but I wanted to give a uh, another episode, kind of how things are a little bit different now and what's been manifesting since I've gone through this different shift of looking about or looking for my safe space. Last few things I'll be talking about is just all of the absolute insane synchronicities that have happened every single day since I moved to New York, literally every single day. And uh, also be sharing all the breakthroughs. Like there's so much that happens when you go through a physical move, right? You're getting familiar with new things, but there's just so much energetically that is happening, um, work that I've been doing, new layers of the same work I've already done that's coming to the surface and I love to share that with you all. So I truly believe that this solo episode was meant to be for today. 
And without further ado, let's get right to it. All right, first topic, why did I move to New York City? And this is a question that I've obviously been getting a lot, not only from people who are here in the city, but just again, friends, family, they see I'm living here now. And I always tell them the same thing. <laughs> I said, I can give you the surface level or I can give you the real reason. And everyone's like, what's the real reason? <laughs> and okay, they don't sound like that, but you know, what's the real reason? Um, so surface level is because, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of opportunities, you know, oh, it's a big city, you know, a lot of people I want to interview on the podcast are here. But the real reason I moved here is because I want to, and I have always wanted to, and I don't know why, but I have felt so connected to the city ever, like ever since I was a little girl, I used to draw New York city skyline and I didn't even know what it was. Like I would just draw it. Like I'd have a, a blank piece of paper and I would just start drawing, drawing, drawing. And I always looked up all these buildings. And every time I looked up this specific image on Instagram or not Instagram, sorry, Google, it was New York city. And I was just so obsessed with this skyline. And that was the real reason why I moved here. So again, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because if you want to move somewhere and you're waiting for something external to tell you, oh yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot of opportunities over there. Oh yeah, that'd be good for business. Oh yeah, yeah, you're moving there because you have a podcast, right? Oh yeah. And I always look at people that are assuming that just because I tell them I'm moving to the city and it makes me wonder, would they move just because they want to move? Going back to this topic, right? A lot of times I get the answer of, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to live in New York City. You know, when I was your age, I was young. You know, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any obligations. And they say, I wish I just would have went. I wish I just would have experienced it. And then I look at them and I say, I think that's why I'm going. I think me moving here and living my most abundant, beautiful life and experiencing all the things that I wanted to do is so much bigger than me. So again, logistics, I had been planning to move to New York City for a while. I told myself after San Diego, I am going to go to New York. And so my sister ended up getting out of the military early. So I ended up staying in San Diego for six more months. And that's where I got my luxury apartment, which I'm very glad I did because the price difference <laughs> between rent over here and rent over there was such a bigger like leap for me. So again, money-wise, I went from my first apartment in San Diego, believe it or not, I was paying 600 <laughs> and then I was paying 1200 and it was because I was splitting that. That was me splitting with my sister. So me even splitting with my sister, I still paid twelve hundred. And then when I went on my own apartment, I was paying three thousand two hundred. And now here, all the apartments that I'm looking at now are more around the four to five range. Like pretty much in between there is what I've been looking at so far. So yeah, but like there were times in San Diego where I was like, well, I don't have to move. 
well, why am I picking up and leaving everything right now? And I just had to keep reminding myself that this was something bigger than me. All right, part two with the logistics of moving. <laughs> so again, I am a manifesting generator. So I am very like action-based. I like really like to be in the energy before I make my decisions and kind of get it, make sure it feels really good. And a commitment <laughs> that I always make sure that I can physically feel the place before I sign anything is my house or my home, or my apartment, whatever it is. So again, I have a podcast episode that specifically talks about how to manifest a home, but this was something that I decided before moving here is that I was going to get an Airbnb before actually deciding on what kind of apartment or what even area that I wanted to live in. So again, I had an idea of the area that I wanted to live in, but I wanted to make sure I want to check out the streets. I want to check out the area because I know myself once I get my safe space, I am not going anywhere. <laughs> I just want to make sure it's super close to a train and a convenience store because I am going to be within that one mile radius <laughs> the whole time that I live here. Okay, maybe not completely, but you get the gist of it. But the reason I did want to share this on the podcast is because... Um, Actually, my friend's sister, Waverly, she was on the phone with my sister and she was talking about, I kind of want to do what Anita just did and get an Airbnb and then I can see if I want to move to that area or that place. And then it just really made me think, huh, it made me realize that people were learning from my experience of getting an Airbnb before I make the decision whether I want to stay in that area or even move to this city and just reminded me how we're all programmed differently when it comes to making a big shift like that, right? There are some of you who might need all of the logistics. You might need a safe place and an apartment signed before you even get there. You might need a master plan on where you're going to work or how much money you'll need saved. So again, I do highly encourage you to do what feels best for you, right? Because whatever plan or, you know, actionable steps that you can take is always the right move. But I do encourage you to pick and pull things that you feel inspired by. So don't ask people what to do. Ask them what they did and pick and pull from there. Again, you are the only one that has the right answers. So um, if that did feel good to you, to maybe, again, you're going through the shift, you want to move somewhere, get an Airbnb first. I love Airbnbs. <laughs> maybe a hotel, whatever is aligns with you. But yeah, so that kind of leads me to the next step of when I actually got here. And some new challenges that actually came up. I do want to point out that even finding a place where an Airbnb not was available, but like usually when I rent them, I get like the entire place. Um, and in New York City, that wasn't really an option. <laughs> like nobody actually really has um, entire spaces like rented out. So that was also new for me. So I find this place and it's beautiful. It's like has this amazing wall, like the total like New York City experience, right? So long story short, I get here. I meet the host, Enrique Vega, and again, I want to point out that it was so new for me to be in somebody else's safe space, 
So in the past six months, especially living in San Diego by myself for the first time ever, had never lived alone. And I'm a twin, so there's that attachment <laughs> that um, I really consciously worked on for that six months that I was in San Diego. Um, and now I'm in somebody else's safe space and it's beautiful. Oh my gosh. And it's so clean. I really want to point this out because this is something that like <laughs> has been on my conscious mind so much. And I just feel like it's really important to share like so, so clean. And I don't think I have, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I was diagnosed with ADHD, but when I tell you, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like when things are super super clean it actually really scares me it scares me it makes me think of the the phrase that your parents tell you when you're younger that it's like oh this is why we can't have nice things and like I've been programmed to believe that so much that when I have nice things or when things are super nice and neat that like it makes my nervous system go local crazy I like <laughs> literally get so nervous and so I want to point this out again because it's like super something that I was consciously working on. I'm like, when you're by yourself and nobody's there to tell you like, hey, you need to wash that dish by the way um, before you go watch TV, <laughs> it's easy to slip. And so it's like, now I'm like picking up all of these habits, these new healthy habits. Thank you, Jesus. But again, um, it's just it's a lot of energy, right? And so one, you're kind of getting familiar with other people's routine. I'm still getting familiar with my own routine when it comes to on um, being on a whole different coast. I think it's situations like this where I am just extremely grateful that I have been consciously doing this work. So again, even though I'm in a whole new city, whole new routine, whole new time zones, so all my calls are all mixed up and, you know, I still didn't have a team yet. So I was like, just trying to scramble with all the work and really prioritize what needed to get done, opposed to what could wait. And I still had my fundamentals. And I want to point this out because I was journaling about it the other day is that, wow, like I've been doing the same rituals and using very similar techniques since I started doing this work, right? And so even though I, again, in a whole new space, my external world has shifted. I still have all the tools and the resources and the unconscious habits, things that I do automatically because I did them religiously when I first started. So for example, again, even though I'm in a new space, I still sleep with my phone like further than arm's length, um, leave it in the other room. I wake up when the sun comes up. I move my body the first five to 10 minutes that I'm up. I would go outside for a walk. I'd come back in. I journal. I meditate. I do my homework. I'm still not looking at my phone. I get my coffee the same way that I would <laughs> when I was living in California at my other place, the same way that I did when I still lived in Virginia before I moved to California. And if anything, I just use those tools more. So yes, I'm grateful that I have all of those unconscious uh, habits and reactions and tools and resources to know what to do to get the stagnant energy out of my body and realign um, my internal world. It also just reminds me of like how much I operate at the same frequency of other people who also do this work, who are also aware, who are conscious, who are doing things that they love. For example, Enrique, the guy who's hosting the Airbnb. 
So long story short, after we kind of, you know, get each other's like, you know, routines and we're like, you know, just kind of not really hanging out, but, you know, chit-chatting when we're in the house together. Um, then we just start talking and we talk and we're talking and we're like, it's like, it's like you just meet somebody, but you're just so excited and so aligned that your conversations go so much in depth, even though you've just met. So Enrique and I, it's actually the, that was a podcast episode that was supposed to come out today, but logistics wise, it didn't happen, but that's okay. Cause this episode was meant to come out today. So Enrique ended up asking me to be his roommate and it literally just opened my heart so much. I felt like, I don't know how I felt. I felt like it was a proposal. It was so funny and exciting and um, yeah, it just like was the manifestation of like, okay, like things are working out, things are working out. And I guess that was just one of the synchronicities of things just falling into place, falling into place, falling into place. And even piggybacking off of this, like how Enrique and I operate at the same frequency. Um, I know I kind of talked about him in the last podcast episode. I'm going to talk about him a lot in the next, but he's actually a photographer and he shot for Vogue and Bazaar and all of these amazing industries, but he's just now making the shift to start to do what I do. (laughs) which is coaching and mentoring and it was like I was a missing puzzle piece of what he needed and vice versa (laughs) so it's just been such a magical experience and I'm again very grateful there's little things where it just reminds me that you know it's okay if you don't always have control Anita it's okay for you to be in somebody else's safe place because you're safe here too There's little things that happen where he'll be playing jazz music and I'm just like, I've been listening to jazz or I really like this song or he makes the same comfort food that I make. And just that person being their most abundant, beautiful self gives me permission to love myself. And it also gives me permission to eat my favorite food and listen to my songs. And again, they're them just being them is was my sign that I am safe. Before I get into more amazing synchronicities that have happened ever since I moved here and all the lessons that I've been learning, um, I first would love to just touch on a topic that I talked about in my Instagram story about looking for an apartment. So again, there's an episode physically looking for an apartment or manifesting an apartment, which is safe place, home, whatever it is for you. But right now, I would specifically like to talk about some things that I didn't realize I'd have to factor in when I'm looking for my new safe space here. So yes, I'm very grateful that I get to stay with Enrique, but I am still looking for my dream apartment and it feels like I have way more time and energy. I don't have to suffocate um, finding an apartment right away, which I'm going to come back to with the lessons that I've been learning. So some things I didn't even factor in were the brokerage fees. Okay, you know, when you buy a house, right, there's certain fees that you pay for, you know, the realtor and you pay all these, you know, houses for closing a house and all that stuff. But when it comes to even renting here in California or not California, New York, those were some things that I was like, oh, whoa, 
now I have to see, does this place have a brokerage fee? Or if it does, how much is it? What percentage of it? What proof of income do I need? What do I have my taxes done? Do they have all the information they need? Is my credit high enough to apply on my own? Or do I need a co-signer? Does it have a gym? Does it only have stairs and no elevator? <laughs> Because that is a need to know, okay? If it's three flights of stairs and there's no elevator, we might have a problem. Coming back to the point is that when I was looking for my safe place, and I still am, these are things that I'm very consciously looking at opposed to just money. And I think a lot of times people stop themselves of looking for their dream home or their safe place or moving to a new city because they're so intimidated by the money but this is just going to show you it's like that's only one part of the equation here, right? And all of the other things don't matter if you don't like the place that you are investing in because it is an investment and a commitment uh, to stay somewhere and really have, again, that safe place, whether you are renting or buying a place. All right, last but not least is the synchronicities of New York City. So when I was in California, I would tell everybody, I'm moving to New York, I'm moving to New York. Um, and everyone would be like, well, why would you move there? You know, it's sunny here. You got the sunshine, you got this, and you got the beach, and you got all, that, got all that. And I'm like, those things are nice, right? But I'm not of need to be by the water type of person. Honestly, I've always, always loved the city. And I'm very grateful I'm from Nebraska where we had none of that because I just have so much appreciation for everything, but specifically cities I've always been called to. And I realized that every person that's kind of questioning why I would go there, why would you move to New York? Why would you move to New York? Has never been there. Like they've never been to New York. And that just explains a lot because if you haven't been here and you have the question of like why would people want to live there it costs so much no 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 and don't get me wrong again we've just talked about money we've talked about how much the cost of living the investments but when i tell you guys that this city is just a whole different frequency that's the only way that i can describe it this is synchronicity city like serendipity times 1000 million like every single day here it just feels like the most magical serendipital place that's like <laughs> i don't even know that's the word but it's like the only way that i can describe it and i know there's some of you listening and you're like yeah but it's so dangerous there and it's so this and it's so that and i've been there and i live there which are true right there are a lot of crazy things that happen and there are a lot of politics and it does get cold outside, but I am just here to tell you, like, to not let those things be the reason why you don't experience this city specifically or any place in general. So again, that was a lot of the subconscious beliefs that were projected on me when I told people I'm moving to New York and they're like, oh, it's cold there. People are mean there. It's crazy there. And I just love it. I love every second of it. Honestly, it just feels so natural. It feels like I've been here before. I'm pretty sure I have a past life here, which I want to do some digging and figure out, but it just feels normal and it feels safe. Like I really want to point that out. Like I feel so safe here. Like there are times where I'm walking down the street and it's so quiet or when I'm in the subway and it's so quiet. 
like my nervous system does freak out don't get me wrong but I could tell like my inner intuition and my inner being is like so safe and sometimes I have to like consciously stop and look around and I'm like wow I'm so safe and I think I just get like so shocked by that because of how much society has projected this fear 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 onto us and it like just and it holds us back from experiencing things and so like it's really important for me to say this out loud not only to you all but myself and acknowledge that and write about it and every day and just say thank you thank you thank you thank you pretty sure i talk about how much of a movie junkie i am (laughs) but i just want to point out that it's like maybe those movies aren't actually romanticizing I got quotations over here, romanticizing this reality. And they are simply just a manifestation of people who have seen these experiences or similar ones. And they just have a really, really good eye on creating it on camera and making a vision, making it come to life. A director, a producer, a filmmaker with the aesthetic eye that has caught those moments on camera (laughs) or recreated them and so again like every experience to me living here has felt like a movie wow what a movie like holy crap that was such a movie and I just get so excited because it's just the energy here and the people here someone said it the other day is that New York City is more about the people than it is about the place and so people who are talking about the place they haven't met the people (laughs) and that really really resonated with me So I'm going to share just a couple of experiences that I've had that were just so cute. (laughs) So I just love going to the park. Um, So I was at the park and I'm reading my book. My phone's off. You know, I'm I'm pulling my my own cards. I'm connecting with spirit. I'm then reading my book and I'm just watching people play with their dogs. And I'm just being, just being. And there's this guy who's sitting on a bench and he pulls out a speaker and he goes like doop 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 connecting wi-fi doesn't it and then it goes the song that he played in the middle of the park is now playing the creator has a master plan on spotify and then this like jazz song starts playing and it starts playing the creator has the master or has a master plan and it's just like this beautiful moment where, you know, you got dogs running around, you got people jogging, I'm reading my book, you got couples like kissing on the bench and just loving and hugging each other. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> and I just go nuts. Like moment like moments like that is the best way I could describe what it's like living here. Okay, another crazy, crazy synchronicity, which ties into another episode that we have. Um, So long story short, uh, the Airbnb that I was staying at, I was going to be able to stay there, but there was other people who had booked it. And I was like, okay, well, I can just get an Airbnb for the time that, you know, you're booked. And then when you're you're done with the bookings, I can come back. And so that was our plan, right? Long story short, Enrique was out of town. And he got sick and he physically could not come back to New York City. And so I was like, oh, wait, this works out because then I can host the guest. My twin sister is here and we can just stay here. You know, I'll get everything ready to you for you. And long story short, it just worked out. 
So let me tell you guys this. And I just think my sister is a master manifester because this story was so funny. So again, my sister had already been in town for a couple days. You know, we're getting adjusted, reconnecting. Um, she's getting ready to move to London. And the Airbnb guest is coming there on Thursday. And my twin sister and I, we hold hands and we're like, please, Lord, let it be somebody who's nice <laughs> and safe. We were like, not scared about it, but again, just wanted to put that out there and manifest good vibes. Um, so we're like saying this prayer, like, please, please, please <laughs> just make sure we're not in like a bad situation, you know? And so long story short, um, I go downstairs to greet the guest um, and show him where his room and everything is. And the lift pulls up. The guy gets out of the car. And there's, he's pulling out his bag. And I'm, you know, I can see him now. He's maybe late 30s, almost 40, curly hair. Enrique told me that he was French. And I was like, okay, maybe he's here for business or something. And I'm just, you know, get, just looking at the guy. And then I realized that the trunk closes. The guy who was pulling out the suitcase was the Lyft driver. And here comes <laughs> this tall, super cute, um, I don't know. I don't want to say skater boy, but like music. You could just tell you like music. I don't know. Just by looking at him and he was like super cheaper and happy and excited and like, hey, like, and like just saying, hey, and I'm like, oh, it's actually not the first guy. And so... I'm like already like feel super safe. I'm like super excited. You can tell he's just like good vibes. So we're walking up, um, taking him to the place, show him his room, and he asks to see the rooftop. So I take him to the rooftop and I'm uh, asking him a little bit about where he's from because I heard that he's French, or Enrique said that he's French. And then he goes, Yeah, I'm French, but I'm actually coming from London. And my accent is not that good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my twin sister is going to London. And so again, we're chit-chatting and I ask him why he comes. he's coming to New York. And he said because him and his girlfriend broke up. And instead of him canceling the trip, he just decided to make it a solo trip. And I'm over here hooting and hollering and laughing. And I was like, oh, what a bum to be stuck with two twins in New York City after you just broke up to your girlfriend <laughs> just the context of it was really funny it was really funny that was Halloween so anyway I'm like okay and so he's upstairs I go downstairs and I tell my sister everything and <laughs> when I tell you guys my sister melted she literally melted to the ground it was so funny I was like sis you just broke up with his girlfriend sis he lives in London. Sis, you guys like the same music. So he comes back down and, you know, we're just hanging out while I'm like this like same living room area and we're like watching TV and just kind of chit chat. And he's like asking us what we got planned. And we tell him that we're going to go see the Growlers. So the Growlers is a band that my sister really, really loves. And I have to backtrack a little bit with this part of the story because there's so much context here. But the Growlers just so happen to stop in my hometown in Grand Island, Nebraska, one week before my sister got to New York. 
you can imagine, <laughs> imagine how upset my sister was at the fact that she missed them when they were in our hometown for literally more than a day. And she's seen them post all the information about them being there and like literally places that we used to hang out when we were in middle school um, the day after they left. But when they were on tour, that was the one stop that they decided to make um, and she missed them. So when she seen that they were in New York, she was like, okay, I'm getting us tickets. She didn't even ask me. She just bought us tickets. So now fast forward again, we're talking to the guy and she's like, we're going, we're going to the growlers. And when I tell you his eyeballs about popped out of his head, he was like, the growlers, Wait, wait, did you say the growlers? And he's like looking at her, looking at me like back and forth, like what? It like, it was almost as if he thought we were playing a trick on him. And we're like, yeah. And she's like, why do you know them? And he's like, yeah, I know them. But I just thought it was so weird because that's where I met my girlfriend. That's where we originally met was at the Growlers concert when they first met. And I was like, holy guacamole. And I was just laughing and hooting and hollering. There's still so much to the story, guys. This is just the beginning of this. So um, I go upstairs and get into loft and I'm getting ready for bed, but you can still get and hear them like chit chatting. And, you know, they're talking about music and band stuff in London. And he asked her, do you know the band? Or no, he said, do you know Alex Turner? And I, <laughs> again, I'm not eavesdropping because it's like you can literally hear everything. It's a lot. But... I just like I don't hear her say anything <laughs> and I just I just yell out loud I was like sis I know your jaw is your jaw is dropped and he was like yeah we used to hang out with them when I was in London because they're kind of in the same friend group and I might I could tell my sister was just literally drawing blank and going crazy that's her favorite band in the whole entire world she has it tattooed on her arm and when he told her that, it was just like the most mind-blown experience. And I'm over here just hooting and hollering, just excited to be part of this synchronicity. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've manifested this. It's so cool to just watch it happen. All right, last part of the story, then we're wrapping up. <laughs> the So we ended up going to the concert. And it was a great concert, had lots of fun. We ended up going to a comedy show after. And after this comedy show, we go to this famous pizza spot. And guess who is standing right behind all three of us at this show? The Growlers. <laughs> the same band that my sister was hooting and hollering about a week before because she missed them. The one that she bought the tickets for, the one where he met his first girlfriend at. And it was just like this crazy synchronicity. And I actually, so the main singer guy wasn't there, which he's definitely main character energy and such a vibe. Um, but everybody else was. So I went up to one of the guys from the band and I was just like, you guys went to Nebraska. And the guy like looked at me, his eyes were like really big. And he was like, um, oh yeah, we did go to Grand Island, Nebraska. And he was like, we loved it there. And then he points at another guy and he goes, oh yeah, we did love Grand Island. It was really great. Like they were genuinely like so stoked that we were from there. And I just thought it was so funny. So yeah, that was just a little tiny snippet 
um, what it's been like living here and all the synchronicities and all the really cool people that I've been able to meet, some lessons that I've been relearning since I've been here though. First one is definitely just learning or kind of implementing new ways to process my emotions and just let my thoughts out without judging them. So I think I'm going to be talking about this in different parts of not only the podcast, but other parts of my social media, but um, just really not judging my thoughts is so hard for me and it's something I'm consciously working on and allowing myself to express myself and what I'm really thinking, being brutally honest with myself and just letting it out and just seeing it for what it is. And something that we've been going over or I've been going over with my coach is that just because you're thinking that Anita doesn't mean that you are that or you're feeling that doesn't mean that you are that emotion. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and it just feels good to like go back to the basics and really re-implement, re-implement, re-implement and go deeper into these layers. Another lesson that I've been learning is, again, another layer of boundaries, like energetic wise, like I am drained. I am so drained. And it's also, again, not only coming to a new city, but it's like rediscovering yourself, um, learning your new energetic like threshold how much that I can actually take each day when it comes to being around a lot of people time that I need by myself time that I'm out and about versus time that I'm alone finding these new balances and especially when it comes to family too um how long I'm on the phone when I'm calling my family am I calling them with the right intention because I genuinely want to talk to them or am I just picking up because I feel bad if I don't and if I don't pick up or if I don't answer or if I don't message someone back on social media or x y and z that means that I don't love them which is just the story right and so I'm just really consciously checking my intentions which requires me to move 10 times slower and that alone has been super challenging, but super rewarding, allowing myself to take a lot off my plate and really prioritize what matters the most right now. And what has been mattering the most is to really just look at all of the people who I have served and I have helped. Because when I blew up on social media, on TikTok, like everything just happened so fast and it was like this constant launching and launching and launching and launching. But now I'm like really dialing back, looking at my systems, looking at ways that we can serve people without, um, you know, have to constantly be launching stuff and having stuff more on autopilot, but really going back to the people again who are already invested and seeing how we can serve them better and looking at our ways that we can hold people accountable. So I think I did mention this in the last podcast is that um, like a 30-day program, which completely shifts all these lies, but there's so many people who are like, oh, well, I'm stuck on a certain day and everybody else is completing it. So that must mean that there's something wrong with me, but it doesn't. <laughs> so I had everybody fill out this survey and tell me the things that they were struggling with and the things that you know, what day they got stuck on. And it just gave us so much clarity to see where people were, were getting stuck, what they needed, what, um, where to direct our energy. And it's like scary for me to direct all my energy more 
towards things like this instead of income producing, well, the ways that I was used to producing income to really dial back, but I am creating safety here. And because I am taking a step back, I am attracting a different type of client. I'm saying no more to people than I am saying yes. And I'm also, again, being very, very intentional about what we do, who we serve, if they're not within our frequency or what we believe that we can help with, then we're directing them to other people that we truly believe can help them, which is also a release, right? In a form of abundance, because you know that there's always going to be people who are in alignment with you. And there's always going to be people who align better with somebody else. And that's okay, too. I'm so grateful for all of the coaches that we have certified from our Manifesting Money Academy because now I can focus more on things that are bringing me joy and bringing me light. And I'm really showing up authentically because I genuinely love to serve at this capacity. Um, and yeah, it just feels like a release, but also like stepping into something new. So announcements, 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 since we're wrapping up here. First thing I want to make sure I mention is the event that is going to be hosted on October 15th. I know I mentioned this on last week's podcast episode, but we're getting closer to the date. We're about 10 days away. So if you haven't already got your ticket, make sure you do so. Extremely excited to not only attend this event, to be a panelist at this event, but I'm honestly genuinely excited to just be around a lot of beautiful souls who are breaking these generational curses. I think now is the time more than ever for us to really, um, create safe places where we can talk about this and how this is specifically for female entrepreneurs, Latinas, people in the industry who are not only again, building this life for themselves, but for their families and breaking those beliefs of what is possible for you or what you have to do in order to become successful. Like it just pumps me up. So even if I wasn't speaking at this, I would definitely be at this event. And I'm also genuinely really excited to meet you all. So if you are within the New York City vicinity, please, please, please message me on Instagram. If you have any questions, we are going to put all the information, the video, again, what's all going to be included on this event down in the show notes. But if you are even thinking about this, please, again, just message me whether you are in New York City or Jersey or somewhere close. So if you're crazy like me, you would drive or fly. Again, message me either way, whether you're thinking about coming because <laughs> um, I want to know. But last announcement before I hop off, one thing I've been just super, super, super stoked about lately is just really getting our Manifesting Money Academy application reconstructed, new questions, again, really just dialing in on who specifically we are being called to serve. And it's been so fun. It feels like a game. Again, I get really giddy about this stuff because now you can actually see where everybody is at in their manifestation process. And it helps us to see, again, how we can serve uh, but also just to refer you to other resources or even other people if we're not the right fit for you. So if you are even thinking about the Manifesting Money Academy, which is a 12-week coaching certification with other people who are operating at the same frequency as you, highly recommend that you check out the application. And the reason why I wanted to mention this while I mentioned the event, because there's going to be a few 
maybe a few, but definitely a few people from the last round that we've done the Academy who are going to be at this event in New York City. And we're doing a private dinner for all of our coaching clients specifically. So super, super stoked about that. Again, it really depends on the person. We have another live event specifically for everybody in the coaching certification, but this was kind of just a bonus. So if you are in a line with both, you actually get the ticket for the event for free if you join the coaching certification. So just check out the information, see if it's in line with you. And when you fill out that application, we're going to point you in the right direction. So it's a win-win. I'm so freaking excited. Um, yeah. And I think that's all of the announcements I wanted to give. So I will see you all on the Patreon with Mr. G, the London boy I was talking about in this manifestation story, tomorrow. <laughs> so see you either in the Patreon or in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Manifesting Money podcast. If this episode resonated with you, or shifted your paradigm in any way, shape, or form, please stop what you're doing right now and write us a review. This simple act of kindness helps us get this podcast episode out to as many people as we possibly can. And we also want to know what resonated with you and why. So be sure to join our free Facebook group that you can find in the show notes or tag us on Instagram. Either way, we love when you're in our energy and we love rewarding you for listening to the podcast. When you're ready to truly break down your money blocks and learn how to make money work for you, not the other way around. Go to the show notes and learn how you can work with us and join our community of people who are making massive shifts in their finances. Thanks again for tuning into this episode and we cannot wait to share your testimonies. We'll see you in the next episode.